Ashley Brock reading Diane Palmer's book, Ethan, Chapter 7. Oh, Arabelle gasped. She scrambled into a sitting position, painfully aware of how much cleavage she was showing, not to mention the liquid way the satin adhered to her slender curves. Ethan slammed the door behind him, his face unreadable. He was bareheaded, and he looked very tired and worn, but the light in his eyes was fascinating. He stared at her stared at her as if he'd never seen a woman's body before. Lingering on the thrust of her breasts under the satin was his exquisite lace room. My God, he breathed wrong. You could bring a man to his knees. It wasn't what she expected him to say, but it made her her efforts with her parents worthwhile. I could? She echoed blankly as the light made her face radiant. He moved toward her. His shirt was halfway unbuttoned, and he looked rough and dangerous and very sexy with his hair disheveled and that faint growth of beard on his deeply tanned face. Is the bra really necessary, or couldn't you get it off? He asked as he sat down beside her on the coverlet. She smiled shyly. I couldn't get it off, she admitted, looking at the guy. I still can't use these fingers. He smiled gently. Come here. He tugged her forward and reached around her. His lean, rough-skinned hands... His... His lean, rough-skinned hands pushing the straps down over her arms to give him access to the fastening, but the bodice was loose, and it fell to her waist, giving him total view of her breasts. In their brief lacy covering, he caught his breath. His body made a quick, empathetic statement about what her curves did to him, and he laughed even though the discomfort. My God, he said, chuckling deeply. What is it? She asked presently. Don't ask. He reached behind her and unfastened the bra, moved at her efforts to catch the front of it as it fell, shot it against her, but one of his hands went to her smooth, bare back, and began to crest so gently. Let it fall. He whispered against her lips as he took them. It was the most erotic experience of her life, even more than the interlude by the swimming hole. Because she was a woman now, and her love for him had grown, she realized the fabric. She released the fabric, and her good arm went up around his neck, lifting her breast. She drew back to look down at him with pure male appreciation. His fingers touched her, and her look in her, and he looked into her eyes, watching the pupils dilate as he teased the soft contour of her breast, brushed his forefinger tenderly over the taut nipple. She bent back a moan, and his free hand lanced into the thick hair at her nap and contracted, held her prisoner with delicious sensuality, while his other hand snaked to her waist and around her, lifting her body in a delighted arch. I've dreamed of this, he said, lowering his eyes. And then his hard, warm mouth to the swollen softness of her breast. She watched his mouth open as it settled on her, felt the soft, warm suction, felt the rough drag of his tongue, the faint thread of his teeth, and a sound she never made pushed out of her throat. He heard it. His arousal grew by the second until he was shaken with the force of it. She was everything he ever wanted, young, virtual, achingly respect receptive to his advances, glorying in his need of her, giving, off, giving of herself without reservation reservation he could barely believe what was happening his dark eyebrows drew together in harsh pleasure as he increased the pressure of his mouth filling her shiver as the intensity of the caresses grew he felt her nails digging into his back and he groaned his lean hand sweeping down her waist to her hip edging the fabric up until he could touch her soft bare thigh ethan no she whispered frantically but his head lifted from her breast and he eased her back onto the coverlet knowing she was helpless now totally at his mercy in his sensual limbo i'm not gonna hurt you he said gently bending over i'm buttoning my shirt his fingers slid between her legs tenderly separating them he watched her face waver between acceptance and fear of the unknown he bit to her lips brushing them with soft reassurance 
I want to make love to you, he whispered. We don't have to go all the way. I don't understand, she choked. He kissed her, reassuring. He kissed her accusing Asha. I'll tease you, one way or another. I'm going to be your lover. Might as well begin now. Get my shirt out of the way, sweet teens. He breathed into her mouth, and then lift your body against mine and let me feel your breast against my skin. She never dreamed that men said things like that to women, but it had an incredible effect on her emotions. She cried out, her hands following buttons out of petting holes. Then she arched up, pulling him down on her with the one good arm she had. The experience was staggering. She shuddered as if... His hair roughened skin dragged against hers in a trembling, arousing caress, weeping helplessly in his arms. He groaned. All his dreams were coming true. This was his errand bell, and she wanted him. She wanted him. <laughs> he eased one powerful leg between hers, and he caught her hand with it, outlipped in his mouth, and pulled it up against his taut stomach. I can't, she protested one. You can't, sweetheart, he said against my Touch me like this, he whispered, opening her clenched fingers and splaying them against his body. Arambeau, Arambeau, I need you so. He ground out, his fingers trembling as they got her. Don't stop, he ground harshly, dragging in an audible breath as her teeth clenched. She watched his face with astonished awe. He let her watch, glorying in the forbidden pleasure of her touch, aching to tell her how incredible this was for him, but he couldn't get words out. The sudden opening of the door was a cruel, vicious shock. Oh, for God's sake, Miriam exclaimed, horrified. She went out again, slamming the door, her furious voice echoing down the hall along with her running feet. Ethan shuddered helplessly above Iron Bell. He rolled over onto his back, groaning. <laughs> she sat up, her breast still bare, her eyes emerging. Are you all right? She asked him. No, really. He managed with a roarful smile. He laughed in spite of the throbbing ache in his body. But, oh God, what a beautiful wake it is, little one. She tucked the gown up over her breast, frowning silently. I don't understand, Ethan, she said. He laughed, keeping a secret to himself. It's just as well that she don't. Not yet, anyway. He lay breathing deeply until he could control it, until the ache began to subside, and all the while his silver eyes lanched over her face, and her body was tender to lay. Miriam saw us, she said uncomfortable. Wasn't that the whole idea, he asked. Well, yes, but she colored and averted her eyes. He sat up, stretching lazily before he brought her face up to his and began to press soft, undemanding kisses over. Women have been touching men like that since the beginning of time, he whispered at her closer. I bet most of your girlfriends at school indulged, including Mary. But she wouldn't! If she was in love, why not? He lifted his head and searched away for Iron Bell. It's not a sin to want someone, especially not when you care deeply for them. It's a physical expression of something intangible. I have a lot of hang-ups, she began, brushed back her damp shoveled hair. You have principles. I can understand that. I'm not going to seduce you in my own bed in case you were wondering. His pale eyes twinkling with her humor. He felt alive as never before, masculine, capable of anything. He brushed his mouth lazily over her nose. We'll save sex for a wedding night. She said, I beg your pardon. Marriage is inevitable, he said. Miriam isn't going to go away. Not if you spend every night in here to keep her out. She's the kind of woman who doesn't understand rejection. She's got her mind made up that she's back to stay, and she thinks she can bulldoze me into it. She should know better. Oh, but she thinks she can. She thinks she has an edge, he murmured. Looked down at her hand, clutching a gown to her body. I'll go with that, he murmured. I love looking at you. Ethan, he took You love letting me, so you can stop pretending. I've spent a lot of years being convinced that I wasn't a man anymore, so you have to forgive me for sounding a little arrogant right now. I've just learned something shocking about myself. What? She has breathless. That I'm not impotent.
he said simply. She frowned. Didn't that mean that a man couldn't? Her eyes went, That was what Mary meant when she taunted you? <laughs> You've got it, he agreed. She couldn't arouse me with all her tricks. It was why I was able to get her to leave, but she wouldn't give me a divorce. She was sure she could get me back under her spell. What she didn't realize was that I was never really under it in the first place. I was briefly infatuated in a purely physical sense, but a craving once indulged is usually satisfied. Mine was. I guess she'd known what to do in bed. She said, I'm such a coward. He drew her face into his warm, damp throat. Smooth her dark hair gently. Intimacy is hard, even for men, the first time, Aaron Bell. He said, you'll get used to it. I'll never hurt you. I know that, and she did, but would he ever be able to love her? That was what she wanted most in the world. She clung to him with a long sigh. You really don't feel that way with Miriam? She asked Lisa. She's so beautiful and experienced. His hands hard on her back. She isn't a patch on you, he said. She never was. <laughs> but you married her. She wanted to say you loved her, and tonight on... And tonight at supper, you were so gentle with her, but she never got the words out. His hand had tugged the fabric away from her breast while she was busy thinking, and he wrapped her up against his bare chest with slow expertise, his fingers warm on her ribcage as he traced it. She moaned, and he smiled against her forehead. I've had a woman by the time you were eighteen, he whispered, but I felt more with you that day by the swimming hole than I'd ever felt with any of the others, and we did less than I've ever done with a woman. I've dreamed about the day ever since. But you married Miriam, she said quietly. She closed her eyes on aware of reasons expression. And that says it all, doesn't it? Never loved me, he just wanted me. That's all it's ever going to be. Oh, let me go, Ethan. She wept, pushing out his shoulders. But he tightened his hold. He sent her down on the bed with him. It isn't just wanting, he said gently. Don't fight me. He reached in his mouth. Don't fight me, honey. Tears rolled down her face into his hard mouth, but he didn't stop until she was playing and moaning under the crush of his long, powerful body. Only then did he lift his head, look down at her soft, and wrapped her face. His silver eyes searching If desire was all felt, do you think I'd spare your chastity? She said, I don't guess you would. A man in the throes of passion doesn't usually give a damn what he says or does to get a woman's cooperation. He explained, I could have had you this afternoon. I could have had you just now. But a stop. That could also mean that he didn't want her enough to press his advantage. But she didn't say it. He sat up, his eyes skimming with warm affection, warm appreciation over her breast before he covered them himself, pulling the straps of her gown back up on you don't have much self-confidence, do you? He asked. When she was standing again, got to his feet, own feet, towering over her, delicious, sensuous, with his chest bare and his mouth faintly swollen from her kisses. I'll have to work on that. It's just to keep marrying a bed at bay, or so you said. She reminded him shakingly. Yes, I did say that. He ran his forefinger down her nose. But in order to do this properly, you're going to have to marry me. He <laughs> grinned. Won't be that bad. You can sleep with me and we'll make babies. We'll have a good life together, even if that hand won't let you do anything except give piano lessons. Do you think that would be enough to satisfy me? She asked sadly. A smile left his face. He thought she loved him. She acted as if she had. Was she telling him that marriage wouldn't be enough? That she wanted her career instead? He Don't you think you could be happy here? He asked. She shifted restlessly. I'm tired, Ethan. I don't want to talk about marriage tonight, all right? He drew a cigarette from his pocket and lit it, still frowning down at it. All right, but sooner or later, you and I are going to have a showdown. Meanwhile, I'll do everything I can to help you send Miriam off. If you're sure you want to, she added. You can't think I want her back, he demanded. Can't you? She asked sadly, her heart in her soft arena. Didn't you hear what I told you earlier? Do you know what impotent means? He added angrily. Gave her the slang for it, watching her face go. 
I I know what it means. She stares me away. I don't know what I like being a catalyst in that way. Maybe you really won't marry, but you're too afraid of losing her again too. To be capable with her, she betrayed you once. Oh hell, he took a jaw from a cigarette and sighed angrily. He couldn't get through to her. What he felt when he was too tired to try tonight anyway. There was time. He hoped there was no. You better get back to your own room before Marion drags my mother up here and gives her the shock of her life. She wouldn't be shocked, she said absolutely. What makes you think so? She lifted her eyes because this was her idea. She even gave me the negligee. My God, women, he burst out. We were saving you from Miriam. Fair enough. Who's going to save you from me? He asked his hands, catching her waist and hold fast. He's bent toward her I want you. Take off your gown and get into bed. I'll love you up to the ceiling. She tingled all over. It isn't me you wanted to marry up. She sprouted, pulling away from him. You blind little bat. He said, chicken his head. All right, run. But I'll be two steps behind you from now on. I'll let you get away once and never again. She didn't understand that either. He was saying a lot of strange things. She colored, wondering at his response to her when she, he said it didn't happen with Miriam, but she's still certain that it had some psychological basis. That inability and that inability, and probably it had been triggered by the fear that Miriam would take his heart and betray him again. She didn't want to think about it. It hurt too much. Ethan Odor had uplifted and upset her all at once. She'd have the memory of it, but it would be bittersweet one. She always feel that she was nothing more than a physical substitute for the woman he loved. I'll lead my own life, thank you, she said, moving to the door. I haven't forgotten what you said to me when you told me not to come back to the ranch all those years ago, Ethan. You will, he replied, opening the door for her. You don't know why I said it. She looked up at him. But I do, you wanted me out of the way. So that I could marry Miriam, he suggested. Yes, he sighed, letting a cigarette dangle in his hand. While well, he searched Aaron Bell's off eyes. There are none so blind as those who will not see, he murmured. You were 18, he said quietly. You were your father's emotional slave, a talented novice with an incredible career, potentially an inf infuriated, infatuated for the first time in your innocent life. You're almost the age I was then. Think about how it would be for you if our positions were reversed. Think about what you'd feel and what you'd think and what you might do about it. She stared up at him helplessly. What did my age have to do with this? She felt everything. His face like, my God, don't you see? Iron Bell, what if I made you pregnant that day by the swimming hole? Her face went white. White. She could imagine the horror her father would have felt. She knew what he'd have done to her. She'd never been allowed to have a child out of wedlock. wedlock. Ethan might have insisted on marrying her if he'd known, but he'd have been forced into it. I might not have gotten pregnant, she says, and some women never do. If you can't, that's so. You're like, well, the majority of women can do. I wasn't prepared that day, and I can't for one minute imagine holding back long enough to protect you. There's every chance that we have created a child. There's every chance that we'd have created a child together. His eyes grew dark on I'd like that, he said. Oh, God. I'd like making you pregnant, Aaron Bell. She felt all, all over her. She managed to get her fingers on the doorknob. I better go to bed. Ethan, she managed on saying, You'd like it too, wouldn't you? He asked, knowing, smi knowingly smiling in a way that made her toes curl. We aren't married, she said, trying to hold on her sanity. We will be. He leaned against the door, facing her. His eyes were possessive on her satin and lace-clad body. I won't mind changing diapers and giving bottles just for the record. I'm not one of those Neanderthal men who think anything sort of football and beer is women's work. She stared up at him with a soft glow in her face, giving in the spider misgivings. 
What if I couldn't give you a baby? She whispered softly, smiled tenderly, and touched her mouth with his fingers. Then you and I would become closer than most people do, I suppose. He said his voice, deep and gentle, would be inseparable. We could adopt a child, or maybe several of them. Or we could do volunteer work that involved children. He been kissed her eyes. Don't ever think that you're, the, that you're only... You're only of value to me because you of you of your potential as a mother. Children are. You should be. A precious French benefit of marriage. They shouldn't be the only reason for it. She never dreamed of hearing Ethan say such thing to her. Tears ran down her cheeks and she began to sob. Oh, for God's sake, he'd been picked her up in his arms, shaking but shaken by her reaction. Arambel don't he whispered his mouth covered hers faintly tremendous as he savored the tear wet softness of it. This kiss absolutely the kiss absolutely beyond his experience as he held her, rocking her in his arms. He had his head behind his spin, her good arm was round his neck, and she was kissing him back, moaning softly under the crush of his lips, trembling as practice in veins. Now, now, I'm off for the spirit of the thing, but let's not get carried to extremes, Corin Hardeman murmured dryly. He then lifted his head, stared blankly at his mother. She was leaning against the wall, her gray eyes so smugly pleased that he didn't actually blushed. End of chapter 7.